0: Finding someone who really understands your strengths and also knows what it is that you want to accomplish or what your goals are, I think
1: are so important. Welcome to From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom. A podcast where we provide insights, tips, and inspiration for college students and young professionals so they can make a really successful transition from college life to the professional world and beyond. My name is Andy Malinsky, and I'm your host. I'm also a professor of organizational behavior and international management at Brandeis University's International Business School, where we record and produce this podcast. Maya pope Chappelle is a Bay Area native with a decade-plus experience in journalism. She got her start writing for the campus newspaper in college and went on to write blog posts and articles for small local papers. She worked in healthcare, then moved to New York City to pursue a master's degree in journalism. And after graduation, she landed a web producer job at the Wall Street Journal, writing stories, creating photos, slideshows, maintaining the site, and more. She eventually moved to Hong Kong with a journal where she worked as a social media and online news editor. She transitioned into tech when she joined LinkedIn in 2015, and she's now a senior news editor who, in her time at LinkedIn, has covered education, launched a campus editor program, built out content strategies, and worked with influential names in business. She also hosts a video series called How I Got Here. Which is very much aligned with our podcast, which uh, highlights professionals with unique stories to tell about their professional journeys. And I am so happy to have you here, Maya. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm very excited about this.
1: Cool, awesome. So, so let's just let's start. I'd, I'd like to hear a bit um, about. About your story, I just told your story, but those were my words. You provided them to me, but let's flesh it out a little bit. You were, you were, you were writing for your campus newspaper in college, and sort of, and and I think a lot of the people listening here are might very well be writing for their campus newspapers in college. Yes. <laughs> uh, what was it like for you to to kind of be on the cusp of leaving college? Can you do you do you remember what that was like? And and kind of build your build it out for us from there to to marching towards today.
0: Sure. So I went to UC Santa Cruz undergrad. I when I first got to college, it was hard. It was very different from like what I was used to. It was definitely a transition. I honestly like I just didn't enjoy it at first. I would go home every weekend because uh, I'm originally from Oakland, California, so the trip wasn't too long. But eventually, I kind of settled in and I really started enjoying it. I actually started writing for the campus newspaper. Um, after a professor, uh, suggested it, he had noticed that I had, um, I'd written like an assignment, uh, for a class and he was like, Hey, you should, you know, you're a pretty good writer. You should check out writing for the newspaper. And prior to that, I just had never really thought about pursuing journalism as a career, but after writing for the campus newspaper, it was like, it was love From then on, Um, I loved reporting. I loved interviewing people and and writing up the story. And so that's really where my interest in in pursuing journalism came from. Uh, Throughout college, I interned, um, including at Kaiser Permanente, which is how I ended up working there after I graduated um, from college. And although it wasn't journalism, it was certainly a way for me to kind of work. Save some money so that I could move to New York, which was my ultimate dream. I just wanted to live in New York, become a magazine writer, and like that would be my life. Um, It didn't quite go that way, but I eventually, you know, moved to New York. I decided to go to grad school at CUNY, grad school of journalism. And from there, it was, I mean, it was great. I was the third class at the school, which is actually, I should say, called the Craig Newmark. Graduate School of Journalism now for CUNY. Um, But I went there. I was a third class. And I initially went, like I said, thinking that I would write for magazines. But I started learning kind of like how to tell digital stories and how you could use video to tell stories. And because of that, I sort of landed on kind of, you know, telling online news stories, digital news stories. And that's where that interest in that came from. And then after graduation, I landed a job at the journal. Obviously, it wasn't that easy. I interned pretty much every semester while I was in grad school. um, And that certainly helped. But that's how I landed at the journal. I was there almost five years and then transitioned into the tech space in 2015 when I joined LinkedIn.
1: So... And I, I want to hear a lot about what you 're doing now, and so on, but if we can just rewind for a minute back to santa Cruz uh, yeah. and uh, you 're right and it 's great that that your professor kind of helped you see that interest in in, in is, is a potential passion of yours. Do you remember what it was like to 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 leave college? It sounds like you settled in eventually to leave college and start that first job T- tell us what what you remember about that? You know, the pluses, the minuses, the good things, the bad things?
0: Yeah, I I think I remember... I mean, it was kind of like the cliche, like, you know, now you're entering the real world. So I was definitely kind of nervous about that. I think it was a bit different for me because I went to college not too far from where I was from and I ended up working... Well, when I graduated, I ended up working um, in the Bay Area. Um, so, I don't think the transition was too hard. I think what also helped in my transition is the fact that I had interned at this company pretty much every summer um, that I went to college. So, I had exposure to like a corporate environment. So I sort of had an idea about how business is, is done and how it's conducted. So, I don't think the transition was maybe as difficult as it could have been had I not had that experience.
1: Sounds like that. Uh, the internship idea is something that you've pursued a couple of times right it sounds like that you did that in college yeah say say a bit about that because i I
0: think it's so so central to to not only discovering what you like but also having like gaining that hands-on sort of experience that will help you ultimately progress in your in your career or what you want to pursue
1: now that you've had a lot of experiences transitioning to a lot of different kinds of jobs, what, uh, what misconceptions do you think young professionals might have when entering the workforce? You know, you're, you're in some ways moving from college to the professional world is a bit of a cultural transition, though, though it sounds like you had a bit of experience in it through your internships. But are there any misconceptions that you either see young people facing when they enter the workforce or that you faced yourself?
0: I think one is like the idea that you just sort of need to put your head down and like get the work done. Of course, that's important. You want to be able to do the work and execute on it. But I think what's so important, and one thing that I wish I would have done even better, is building relationships. I think that is so key to progressing in your career and not only like, you know, connecting with people who can help connect you to other opportunities, but just like it's great in terms of helping to learn the business, or if you make relationships with someone who maybe um, is outside of your area where you work um you're able to learn more about that um, and maybe even be introduced to like you know something else that you might want to pursue in the future, so I would say. Like I said, one of the biggest misconceptions is just like thinking that you have to keep your head down and do the work. But it's so important to, you know, have coffee dates, reach out to people um, and build relationships as, as you work.
1: So it's, it's funny when you're talking about relationships, I start to think of myself in college which was a long time ago. And, and but I think about like the relationships I had in college were all with people my exact age, very, not only my exact age, probably more similar to me in a lot of ways. Then I, then I think about my professional life and the relationships that I have developed and want to develop. They're they're, They're with people of all different ages. Different backgrounds, you know, of of all sorts of things, different, you know, different ethnic, religious, cultural, geographical, functional backgrounds, industrial backgrounds, and so on. You don't necessarily learn that in college, though, or do you? What do you think about that? And and is that something? I
0: think you could. I think you could and and you should seek out those relationships. I think that you should make it a point to try and get to know someone else who is from a different background than you, or even like they might approach something differently than you. Like I remember um, connecting with, um, there was like a, a tutor who I had in college, like she was a upper class and. Um, or upper class woman uh, and she you know she was able to not only tutor me but also like introduce me to other people um, so I think that that is super important and I think that it's something that is is probably easier to do when you're in college because you're all sort of you know you can all relate to kind of the college experience
1: yeah interesting and how about um how about looking back were there any skills or knowledge from college that that ended up being particularly useful for for, for your career where you are now. Um, maybe even something you didn't anticipate being useful.
0: Yeah, this uh, this question is a hard one for me because I it was really like I was struggling with kind of a good answer. One that I sort of settled on was I think I learned to be more organized in college. And that has been something that that I've definitely been able to carry over to my work and has been sort of instrumental in in how I do things. Um, I think when you're juggling a bunch of different classes and assignments and things like that, you just need to figure out a way to keep it all organized. And that's certainly something that I do even to this day, like whether it's staying organized in like Google Docs or just making sure that I have everything in like one particular folder. When I think of like the types of knowledge and skill set though that has been most helpful to what I do today, it would certainly be the skills that I picked up in grad school. Those skills have been tremendously helpful in terms of like telling a story through video or, um, you know, sparking conversation online. Like all of those things are are things that I sort of focused on in grad school that I certainly use today, like in my role right now at LinkedIn. Uh, we actually call ourselves human editors, um, but our team is really responsible for getting professionals talking about the issues that matter most, whether it's like how their industry is changing or how new technology is impacting the way that they work. And we're able to do this through original reporting or, or daily rundown, which curates you know, news professionals, uh, news that professionals are talking about right, right now. Um, And it's just using these things to start conversations around. I can definitely attribute what I do today to the skills that I learned, particularly in grad school.
1: No, it's interesting you mentioned grad school. And I, I, I work on a daily basis with undergraduates. And I can't tell you how many people have come into my office in the last year two years i mean really for forever asking me should i go to grad school or should i just get a job i mean that is like the ultimate yeah. question i would love to hear uh, your view on that
0: yeah I, I love this question actually because i was definitely one of those people who you know i was completely satisfied with my undergraduate ba degree and my <laughs> my major american studies like i was fine with that i never thought honestly, that I would have a master's degree. Um, I think for me, it was the reason that I am where I am today. Like had I not gone to journalism school, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be in this industry. And the reason why it was so important for me is because my goal was to move to New York and work there. Being from the Bay Area, I just didn't have any contacts in New York. I didn't know journalists. I knew like one, like my mentor who's back home who used to work there, but I didn't really know anyone in New York. So for me, grad school was an opportunity not only to build the kind of skills that I needed to to land a role after graduation, but it was really key. Again, going back to those relationships, it was key in terms of meeting the people who were going to enable me to land an opportunity or get an internship, et cetera. So I think that it can be extremely useful, but it really, it just kind of depends on what what you want to do and what you want to get out of
1: it. Okay, it's now time for our student question. Uh, And today's question comes from Linnea. And so let's have a listen.
2: Hi, uh, my name is Linnea. Um, I am an art history and Italian studies
1: double major from Boston and I was wondering how do I keep from feeling burnt out in a long-term job after just a few months. Haha, so burnout. <laughs> what's your what's your thought yeah. on that, yeah?
0: Uh, my take, I think it's so important to find like fresh ways to do your job, so whether that's taking on a different project or figuring out maybe a way to expand what you're doing. Um, that's how, like, I've been at LinkedIn, I can't believe it actually, but I've been at LinkedIn almost four years now. And I think one of the reasons it's gone by so quickly is that I've been able to work on a bunch of different projects and I'm still enjoying it. Like, I started off overseeing our education vertical and helping to establish LinkedIn as a platform and destination for not only students, but also higher education leaders. Um, I created the Student Voices Initiative and a campus editor program that scaled globally. Um, And right now, I'm actually focused on experimenting with how our editorial team cultivates conversations among professionals on LinkedIn and then applying those learnings within our larger team, including how we create, cultivate, and curate conversation, we call it our three C's. And so I, in, in doing that, I get to work closely with the product side, with engineers, product managers, et cetera, et cetera, to really help shape the products that we do, um, that we use to do um, to do this and starting conversations. So I think it's finding those, those opportunities, those especially growth opportunities, things that are going to enable you to stretch and to enable you to get new skills, I mean, prior to LinkedIn, I didn't have access um, to the product side at all. I wasn't able to work with engineers. Um, so I've made it a point to try and do that in my current role, and I've been able to, to grow because of it. On kind of the reporting end of things, I, as Andy mentioned earlier, um, I do this How I Got Here series. And that is, that enables me to still, you know, report and to interview people um, and create videos, which is something I really enjoy doing. So I think, long story short, I think it's finding opportunities to to do new things Um, and also expressing what you want to do and making it known what you want to do to your manager or to other people within your team so that when an opportunity does arrive, they, they think of you.
1: Yeah. that seems really sensible both on both ends, really for, for you as a, as a professional to be able to try to diversify, build your skills, but also do a bunch of stuff. And then for, for an organization to, to, provide that cuz i think if they had you just you know exactly. producing the same widget every day you know you would probably burn out so linnea that's that's uh that's an excellent piece of advice uh for you um okay so we're nearing the, the end of end of our chat and we're going to have a few uh, quicker questions and i'd love just to hear your responses to these i mean so to be honest some of these questions are could could actually be quite deep questions but you know, we'll take your fairly quick answer to them. Um, the first the first one is definitely in that category. It's a very important question. What gets you motivated at work? And you've kind of, you, you almost just touched on that just now, but anything, you know, what what really gets you motivated?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, the very quick answer is chai latte um, but Outside <laughs> of that. <laughs>
1: how how, how many? That,
0: <laughs> um, I try and restrict it to one a day. But sometimes I, I have been known to do too. I don't drink coffee. So that's... It's it's my, my weakness. <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, like I said, being able to to work on different projects and to do new things, that really has kept me motivated and has kept me at LinkedIn for as long as I've been here. I think also the ability to like i mentioned earlier have those stretch opportunities have opportunities where you feel like you're learning something new and that you're growing and like even working a different muscle i think that has certainly helped keep me motivated in doing what i do
1: you think about just as you're talking i'm, I'm wondering this do you, how how important has it been to you in your career to think about um, the impact that you're having on on others you know i know that that's that's sometimes yeah. um, what motivates people how does that play into your role?
0: That certainly is a motivation. I think it's so important. I mean, it's honestly one of the reasons I joined LinkedIn because I love the mission of helping to, you know, provide economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. That's a really like that's a really broad and really great vision. And that's something that attracted me to LinkedIn. Going back to the campus editor program that I started, like that was something that started as a pilot with just 10 students. Um, And these are students who not only write and and share their insights on the platform, but they work with their peers to do the same. And now it's a, a global program with more than 100 students. And these students have um, gotten internship opportunities, job opportunities. They've written for like the Financial Times or Forbes. Um, so just seeing the the opportunities that come from this program that, that I created, like that has certainly not only been motivation, but something that's just very filling in terms of just me as a person. Like the fact that I'm able to do that is really Is really amazing. Um, And then I would say through like this How I Got Here series, which I'm currently working on, I leave so inspired after talking to these people and being able to share that with a wider group, especially a group. um, I'm targeting it to students and young professionals, people who are just trying to figure out what they want to pursue. And being able to tell those stories and share them more broadly certainly is a great motivation.
1: And I can tell you that uh, at Brandeis, where I'm a professor, we have the campus LinkedIn program, and I had a student who was the local editor. Her name was Emily Reich. Loved that program, so I can. I'll, that's your firsthand <laughs> a piece of
0: uh, wow, yeah,
1: yeah. And and um, I
0: love hearing that. Like that, it 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 warms my heart, literally.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was awesome. Um, how about mentoring? What makes for a good mentor? What advice would you give to people listening about about mentoring?
0: Yeah, mentorship is so important. Finding someone who really understands your strengths and also knows what it is that you want to accomplish or what your goals are, I think are so important. Um, I think they're really central to helping you to get to where you want to go. I think that when you're trying to find a mentor, I think it's important to seek out someone who, you know, has experience in maybe an area that you want to pursue or maybe learn more about. I think it's important to be mentored by someone who can maybe suggest other people who you can meet and talk to. But I think also it's important to like have mentors pretty much at every stage of your your life and career. Like my mentor um, in college, we actually met through um, Kaiser Permanente, which is healthcare. But he was a journalist and writer, and really the one who was like, you know, you should consider going to grad school for journalism. And you know, he was able to introduce me to different people, and we're still in touch today. Um, but I've picked up, you know, more mentors along the way, which have been, you know, central also to to the success I think I've had.
1: So you're a college student, and you're listening, and you're like, that's cool. I'd love to have a mentor, but like, how do you do it? (laughs) Like, how do you Uh,
0: go on LinkedIn? (laughs) (laughs) Start with LinkedIn. Um, I would say, you know, start with your professors. Like, if there's a professor that stands out to you or who you um, think you can learn from, start with them. I think professors can make really great mentors you know, feel free, I think, to to leverage, like I said, LinkedIn and reach out to people who maybe have an interesting career, message them and say, hey, I would love to just learn more about what you do. Do you have like 15 minutes to spare just to talk about, you know, your day-to-day, how you got to where you are? I think that those things go a long way and you're able to see like whether or not you're able to, you know, vibe with that person. Do they understand what it is that you're trying to do? Um, but it starts with you, you know, seeking them out.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, and I, I think, I, I think that you might be surprised how much people like being a mentor. <laughs> so, you yeah, know.
0: people love it, and people love talking about themselves. So, if you, <laughs> you know, reach out to someone and say, "Hey, I want to learn more about what you do," nine times out of ten, like they'll, they'll respond. I mean, definitely, you want to kind of give them a reason why they would want. To speak to you, so you know, give a little bit of background about yourself. What a you know what you're trying to to get out of the conversation, and one thing too that I want to stress too is the importance of following up. Um, I remember being told this is I believe I was in grad school, but I might have been undergrad. Sorry, I don't remember. It was a while ago, but when someone told me that, like she was just so appreciative of the fact that I just sent a follow up note and. Was, would be in touch and sharing what it is that I was doing. I think that people take for granted sometimes the importance of that and just, you know, just be in touch after you meet with these people. Oh, um, and show then, yeah. your thanks and,
1: and all of that. I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I, in fact, so you know, I love LinkedIn. I mean, I love LinkedIn for so many reasons. One of the ways I love LinkedIn is that it helps me keep track of all my former students. <laughs> And I like if yeah. they if they don't send me a note to tell me what they're up to, I can see it right there. You know what I mean? Uh but but yeah, no, that's cool. So l- let me ask you one last question. If you could um if you could go back in time, we've been kind of rewinding and fast-forwarding, you know, in, in terms of your career. And if you could sort of like take a big step back to the 20-year-old version of yourself, you know, in college, you know, thinking about what might come next, you're doing those internships, you got that advice. Is there a piece of advice that like the the version of you today might give to the version of you back then, and if so, you know what what might that be?
0: yeah, I think I mean probably like a lot of students, you all are probably working extremely hard, like Andy, like you said, doing those internships, gaining those experience those those experiences, and I think in many ways, I was the same way, so one thing I would actually tell myself is just kind of. You know, relax. You have a ton of life to live. You have many experiences to 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 have. So it would just be to kind of relax and be in the moment, and you know, appreciate the experiences that you have, and try and think about like like writing out your goals. I think is so important. It's something that I I didn't do it all the time, but I definitely started doing it as I got older. But I think had I started maybe doing that. Um, when I was younger, I would have maybe even been further along. So I would say relax would be one. And then two, like just writing out your goals and what you want to accomplish in the next, you know, six months, year, five years.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, it's uh I always I I, I ask people this question and I always wonder how I would answer it. And I, I still don't know, but I, I really like your answer. Um so so we're at the end of our, our chat. Um and I wanted to you know, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. And yeah, if listeners want to find out more about about what, what you're doing, maybe your video series, whatever it might be, where would be a good place for people to to go to if they want to learn more?
0: Certainly. Definitely find me on LinkedIn. I'm there every day. <laughs> um, you can just search my name, Maya pope Chappelle, P-O-P-E hyphen C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. Um, if you want to find this series, just search hashtag hashtag how I got here. Also on Twitter at Maya J, on Instagram, Maya JPC, although I don't post on those things as much. Or you can just Google me. I'm a easily, I can be easily found.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say about myself too. Um, <laughs> and, and we will certainly, uh, from my end personally, and also through this podcast, we're definitely going to link up and connect to your video series because it's so connected to what we're doing here. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much, Andy. It's been a pleasure.
1: Okay. Very interesting episode. Um, I am here today with uh, Sabrina and Allison. Now, Sabrina and Allison actually just joined the podcast team. So we're very excited to have them here. They're both college students. They've listened to the episode. And uh, let's hear what you guys thought. So what, what stood out to you about the, about the episode?
2: What I really like about what Maya did is the fact that she was really proactive and um, always finding new things to do and keep herself interested and enthusiastic in all the things that she do. And I think it's really important to be able to do that, especially if you're working and um, burning out is a potential.
1: I thought, yeah, at the end, that question about burning out, um, I thought that was. That was interesting. Um, you know, I think that's a theme in a lot of these episodes. The importance of finding something meaningful is sort of an antidote to burnout. Um, anyways, Allison, what, what, what stood out to you about the podcast?
0: I think uh, part of the transition from between the workplace to from college was that she brought up that I thought was really interesting was that the connections you make at school, it's like once you go to the workplace, it's like expanding in on that. It's not just staying keeping your head down working all the time it's you meet more people it's not just like after college you don't get to meet more people outside of where you work so i thought that was pretty nice
2: yeah
1: like the like i I totally agree with that um and it's funny it's different from i mean college you guys are focused on your on what you're
2: studying, studying,
1: yeah. <laughs> getting good grades and studying. And, and that's not bad, by the way, I'm not trying to, certainly not trying to advocate, um, on a Brandeis university sponsored podcast, not to study, <laughs> but, uh, but but it is really important. Uh, she's saying to to start to build your networks. And what's interesting is you probably don't think of like your friends in college as like your network, do you? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I just heard from my professor right now. She said that she was in a position to hire one of her one of her classmates, and because she worked with the with her classmate in college, she was able to know that her classmate is really dedicated, really hardworking, and so I think. Your classmates could be really fantastic network, so yeah.
1: Um, you know what's interesting too about college is, and you guys probably. I mean, it's hard to have this perspective on it. You know, when you're like me and an old man, you know, you you see it, but there's no other. There's really no other part of your life where you're so immersed and, and you can spend so much like quality, in depth. Time with people and building relationships like this. This is like really unique, you know, in the depth of the relationships that you can build. You know, it's awesome to have friends in college and so on. But after college, they, your friends can be a great, you know. You don't think of them as like this, you know, resource only, but they can be. You know, I think that was really interesting. How about what else? What, what about what else about careers? I don't know anything that that stood out to you other than that.
2: I think we can um, going off of that. I really like the fact that she men- she mentioned um, mentors, yeah. And I think it's essential to everyone to have a person who's a resource that you can go to, not just professionally, but maybe even emotionally, because everyone needs that. And I think it's a really it's a it's a gr- really great thing that we could think about getting ourselves mentors.
1: Okay, so that's it for this week's episode. Um... Please follow us on Instagram at From the Dorm Room Podcast and on Facebook and Twitter at From the Dorm Room. And please, if you are enjoying these episodes, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us uh, spread the word, uh, bring in more people to listen to the podcast and uh, really teach more people about you know what the challenges and opportunities are um, about leaving uh, college and entering the professional world. And we will see you next time.